Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Welcome once again to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. We have a massive show this week. I am Joel JB Fury Beauchene, and we have a veritable buffet of gaming delights for you to load up your plate and feast upon this week. Um, Yum. We've we've got some <laughs> uh, some first impressions of uh, a few games that I've managed to get my grubby little mitts on. Uh, we've got news about uh, leaks coming out left, right, and centre. We've got exclusives coming to you from uh, from. Uh, the gaming chef, and we've we've got uh, a little bit of uh, news coming out about uh, uh, another Nintendo title from none other than the Queen herself. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, the DG crew. I've got uh, the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam. He's as keen to part some seas in I Am Jesus Christ as he is his own ass cheeks. <laughs> it's Fergus Fergamon <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Fergus. Thanks, JB. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. <laughs> also with us, we've got uh, the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He's the leader of the Inklings and has the severed head of the leader of the Octolings skewered on his splatana. And He's the only member of the DG crew with an insanely high power level. Tell me what his power level is! <laughs> it's over 9,000! <laughs> it's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Oh, thank you so much. I am one of the Inklings. I'm known to squirt stuff around. Oh, wow. Mainly WD-40. Uh, or sometimes I like to... Well, not WD-40. That's against the company that I work for. But I also like to spray my windows with Windex. And clean them off. So nothing, nothing dirty there because I'm using Windex. Aren't I right? Well, <laughs> in addition to the gaming chef and the Earl of Emotional Damage, he's also a prevalent squirter. We've just uh, found out. So uh, you better believe it. Uh, and yeah. finally, last but not least, we have the Nintendo Queen. She was formerly the richest dean of Two Point Campus and now can be seen wearing a barrel with shoulder straps and carrying a sign that says, we'll drop pants for food. It's none other than... <laughs> Casey C. Mac McLaughlin! <laughs> Woo! What an intro! <laughs> Time is gone, guys. Sorry, it's just going to be me for the rest of the show. But thank you for having me. Welcome to the show, C-Mac. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, it's good to have you all along with us for the ride. And uh, look, uh, over the last uh, seven days, I've uh, grabbed two pretty significant games uh, down off the PlayStation Store. And uh, I just wanted to, to give a few first impressions. So the first one I grabbed was Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Now... I know you've you've had this one for a little while, Ferg, haven't you? You've uh, yeah. had it on Switch or something? Yeah, I got it on Switch. Um, not exactly when it came out, but it was probably back at the end of April, I think I got my hands on it. Yeah. yeah. On Switch, yeah. So for those of you who haven't played any of the Lego Star Wars or Lego Batman or any of the Lego titles, it's sort of it's a bit of a parody on, on the, the, the real movie and... and uh, it's sort of probably a little bit more kid-friendly as well. You can sort of do co-op with with a second player, like couch co-op, if you want to uh, if you want to do that. But one one thing that really strikes me, it, this game's the Skywalker Saga, so it spans all nine Star Wars uh, movies, like the the main you know Skywalker Saga movies. So from A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Episode One, Two, Three, and and then the sequel trilogy as well. And one of the things with this game is just the the massive size of the game. Like, it's absolutely mind-blowing how much content they have squeezed mm. into this, this game. Like, it took me several hours just to play through A New Hope and, and, and try and find all the, the secrets and the, the extra bits and bricks and all of that sort of stuff. And that was like the first movie of nine movies to, mm. to sort of get through. It's it's incredible. Like I've only just now got up to Return of the Jedi, which uh, I'm playing through with my daughter uh, and couch co-op. And I've also picked up some of the, the DLC. So we grabbed um, the Mandalorian pack, which mm. you know has uh, obviously the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda and uh, a few of the other the characters from that show. And, and you can sort of... Play, play as them and so yeah uh, my daughter Georgia was loving uh, uh, being the Mandalorian with the little baby Yoda following, following after her around. Yeah, in, nice. in his little pod so uh, really really cool game um, really family friendly for, for anyone who might want to have uh, a game that they can play with, with some, some kids and um, and just really funny as well like mm. a lot of like it's just absolutely jam packed with humor like um that anyone who's a fan of star wars will immediately sort of you know have a have a few chuckles at and like for example uh in a new hope when um the very first scene when the the empire take over princess leia's ship Mm. you hear darth vader come on over the intercom and he's like it's it's okay everyone you know uh, this is the captain speaking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> with, with princess leia please come come to the you know yeah. the main deck or whatever and you know it's yeah. stuff like that and it's it's just it's just really quite charming and yeah just a uh, a pretty cool game um, yeah what about yeah. Uh, what about you guys um simon and case have you played any of the lego star wars or lego dc or any of the the lego sort of series of games no, well, I played the Harry Potter Lego game on my phone when it first came out a long, long time ago, Ooh. and I loved it. On the phone? Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is, <laughs> unfortunate thing is in this household that we, I don't think we're really allowed to watch Star Wars because Casey doesn't like it. So I've never uh, watched it. Yep, we went and watched one in the cinema, 
and uh, you told me all about how much you didn't want to see it. Oh, that was ages ago. Yeah, oh and God. anyways, um, so uh, wow. Star Wars doesn't happen in this household. Um, well, there you unfortunately, go. Unfortunately, so no, no, basically the answer is no, Joel. Yeah. Oh okay, well, that's, well, that's fine. <laughs> I jump. I've been. I think I've played the first trilogy, so I've sort of played a fair bit when I got my hands on it, and then sort of parked it for no other reason than I just got a bit busy. But yeah, I agree with you, Joe. It's it's so much fun. I, I've always loved the Lego games. I haven't played every single one because their catalog of games now is, I don't know, to be probably twenty, probably if not more. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's what I've always loved about them. They're just a great sense of humour, lighthearted fun, good games that you can sort of casually play, drop in and out. But, yeah, I agree 100%. I was blown away with the amount of content in the Skywar saga. Like, if you're someone who's really big on collectibles and finding everything, there is tens and tens and tens and tens and tens, probably hundreds of hours of time you could spend trying to find all the bricks and unlocking all of the different outfits and the different, you know, ships and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible game. Incredible game. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I think I said to you last week when you said that you picked it up, as an open world game, you can tell they've done a really good job is when you get sort of sidetracked with just wanting to just explore the world. And I found when I was playing, I was so often instead of going and following, you know, the path to finish the mission, I was just wandering off and, you know, what's over here? What's on top of this building? And just exploring and stuff like that. So, yeah, I highly recommend this game as well if you've got... Any kind of love for Lego or Star Wars or anything like that, it's yeah, this game is awesome. Mm. Check it out. And for you, Casey, uh, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> 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 Do you know who that is? Is that Darth Vader? Well done. Ooh, ding, ding, oh, it ding. is. Oh, good. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't didn't have a I, I didn't have a uh, ding ready. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well done. <laughs> Congratulations. That's about the only one I'll get right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the other the other big game that I uh, that I grabbed this week was uh, was one that that I heard uh, recommended on the the official PlayStation podcast, and uh, they interviewed the uh, the developers of this game, and it's a game called Arcade Paradise. Now it's a little indie title, and look. <laughs> It's, it, they have done such a good job of this little game, and I'll I'll, I'll explain the the premise. So the, the developer was Nosebleed Interactive, and it was published by Wired Productions. Now, what the the idea of the game is? Uh, your character is like a like a teenager. He's a bit of a slacker. Um, his father is like really wealthy. He's done really well in business, mm. and basically he's got this shitty little laundromat. On, on like the in the rough side of town that doesn't really turn much profit and it's like so insignificant like the dad's sort of almost forgotten that he had it you know mm. like it's it's just uh real shitty and so you go in there and it's like like a normal laundromat you got a rows of washing machines rows of dryers and all of that and when you start you got to go in there and you got to pick up like rubbish and shit that people have left all over the floor um there's like a few little mini games. So like when you go to throw the the bag of rubbish in the dumpster outside, it it gives you like like a little power meter that goes up and down, and you've got to you got to try and throw it when you're at maximum power, and you get like you get little bonuses and stuff. And as you as you sort of walk around the laundromat, there's little like globs of uh, chewing gum, 
and you've got to pull them off like you know they're stuck to the side of the washing machine or on the where you get the change and you know like in the toilet and stuff like that so you there's a little mini game there that you got to pull the chewing gum off and you get you get money when you do it um there's like a there's like a little mini boss battle when the toilet gets clogged and you've got to go in there and you've got to sort of rotate the plunger around by moving the right thumbstick and then when it's in the right position it goes it goes pull and you pull the trigger and like it goes bang it goes yeah critical hit you know and stuff like that and then eventually once you once you sort of get the power meter down to zero the toilet's unblocked and you know everything's sort of clean and um, so it's it's all like a normal laundromat at the front and you can make money by doing loads of people's laundry so you can put it in the washing machine and then once it's finished you shove it all in the dryer and, and the quicker you do it the more money you sort of make as a bonus mm. on doing that but then out the back in like a little storeroom you start off and he's got like three like old beaten up arcade machines uh, kicking around in there and uh each of the arcade machines in the game is fully playable by by you. Like you can you can walk up to it and start playing the arcade machine. And there's little goals that you uh, have for each arcade machine. Like you might have to score a certain number of points or get to a certain level or you know whatever the case may be. And as you unlock each of those goals, the machine gets a bonus on how much money it earns. Uh, and then like you go around you empty the hoppers of the machines and you put that money in your safe and then you can go online on the computer and buy new arcade machines and as you sort of fill up the space that you've got then you unlock an expansion and and like they there's like a room out the back that they can knock the wall down and that becomes Mm -hmm. part of the arcade and then the garage next door you can expand into that and then before you know it the arcade's like bigger than the laundromat Laundromat. bit at the front (laughs) and um yeah it's it's just really really cool like a lot of the games that they've designed they're sort of inspired by games that really exist so like there's a there's like a clone of pac-man that's done like a gta style where you're driving a car around and picking up cash instead of pellets Mm. and uh, you're getting chased by the cops (laughs) instead of ghosts and um (laughs) Uh, and then there's like a a game that's like a ripoff of Missile Command where mm. you've got a it's called like Communists from Space or something and uh, they're they're launching <laughs> nuclear bombs at you and you've got to sort of stop them with your your laser. Um, there's like a pool table. There's a darts machine. There's all these different like um, cool little arcade machines and every one has its own little settings and things that you can set. So you can set the difficulty level and the price per play on the machine mm. and uh, so some machines will be more popular if you set the difficulty level to easy but you charge more per play mm. um, and some of them are more popular if you make it really hard but like like 50 cents per play instead of a dollar fifty or whatever yeah and, yeah um, and then as you get further into the game you can also unlock um, new upgrades so you can like hire an assistant manager who'll go mm. around and empty the hoppers on the machines for you and put the money in the safe for you so you don't have to do that or you can it, they've put this interesting little mechanic in the game so if you're doing uh, ac- like activities that are really boring like washing the, the washing or picking up rubbish or whatever time passes like at normal speed but if you start playing the arcade machines, time 
passes quicker mm. and like all oh, of a wow. sudden all of a sudden like you're, you're playing the arcade machine and then it says oh it's it's you know 11 p.m it's time to close <laughs> and and you're like oh shit I've, i feel like i've only been doing this for like couple of minutes but it's not real life yeah <clears throat> so um so there's like an upgrade that you can get that slows time down um hmm. so you can get more done in a day and uh, stuff like hmm. that it's really really cool game they've they've done such a good job it's not super dear i think it's like 30 dollars or 35 dollars or something yeah um so it's um really worth having a play oh, okay. uh, especially if like me, you're you're into your simulator type games and titles. So uh, check it out. It's Arcade Paradise. It's on PS5. It's on Steam. I'm not sure what other platforms it's on, but I'm. It's on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, there you go. Well, it's on the go. Switch as well. It's probably you on. Believe it. It's probably on Xbox as well. So uh, don't know if it's a, a Games Pass, uh, you know, uh, title, title, but. I uh, wouldn't be surprised at all if it was. So Sounds interesting. The ball's hardened. <laughs> Sounds like a winner, JB. It's absolutely a winner. Um, What's your I'll, discerning gamer score of this one, I'll, JB? I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it seven discerning gamers out of ten for that one. It's a, it's a <laughs> it's cool a little sp- title. And, uh, yeah, seven DGs, uh, I think, is very fitting for it. Um, and um, well done, uh, Nosebleed Interactive. Well done. Creating a cool little title there. Yeah, nice. So uh, next, I'm going to throw over to you, Ferg, for a bit of news coming out of... Well, I don't even know where it came out of. Uh, well, tell us. This this one's an interesting because where it came from is all a bit strange. But um, we got some news, I think yesterday or the day before, about uh, Dead Island 2, which um, <laughs> is in fact not dead. It's well and truly alive. Um, and according wow. to an Amazon listing that someone stumbled across... Um, which is where it's all very interesting and bizarre. It was an Amazon listing for the PS4 day one version of the game, so no reference to any other um, consoles or whatever. It was the PS4 one of all things. But, um, yeah, someone stumbled across this Amazon listing, which, um, yeah, basically said that the game is set for release in February 2023 and even gave us a, a date of February the 3rd. So... Um, we haven't heard a lot about Dead Island 2 since pretty much since um, we saw an E3 trailer, which I think I've talked about on the show before, which was back in 2014, which um, Goat Simulator 3 hilariously did a parody of, which was the um, the jogger running down the street, and while he was you know running with his headphones blaring, there was zombies basically feasting on people, and he was oblivious to it. Um, so yeah, this, this leak um, was found online, it's now been taken down, but... Um, it revealed a bit about the game and had a bit of a spiel which said, Dead Island 2 takes pl- takes players across the most iconic locations in the City of Angels, now stained with horror, an exciting pulp journey from the verdant, verdant suburbia of Beverly Hills to the quirky promenade of Venice Beach. It goes on to say that Dead Island 2 is a thrilling first-person action RPG that takes players across a brand-new playground, stylish, vibrant, and flooded with zombie infection. Explore iconic, gore-drenched Los Angeles. Meet larger-than-life characters, slay countless foes in exquisitely bloody detail, and evolve to becoming the ultimate zombie slayer. See you in Hell A. Um, so the listing went on. It mentions a few other things which we've already heard about the game, but it did confirm that there's going to be six characters that you can choose from, each with a with a unique personality and dialogues. Um, 
yeah, so we'll wait and see what the follow-up with this one is. So Deep Silver is the publisher, and they've released all the Dead Island games to date. Um, and I'm and I'm trying to find who's the actual developer. No, don't have it here. Can't remember. <laughs> but we, we'll wait to hear. There's there's also rumour that games kind of going to tell us about. So um, if you're not familiar with the Dead Island series of games, um, they're published by Deep Silver. Dead Island 2 developed by Dam Buster Studios. There's my note, getting myself together. Um, I played the original <laughs> one, and, oris- and originally I didn't actually know, but the first Dead Island game was developed by Techland. Um, and Techland are now famous and well-known for um, producing Dying Light, the original, which came out in 2015, and Dying Light 2, which came out at the beginning of this year, which are two fantastically um, loved games. But, yeah, I didn't actually realise they made the first one. So I think I played this back in... I don't know what year... (laughs) I don't know what year I would have played this, but I played on Xbox 360. I think it was a Games with Gold free game at some point. But, yeah, like I said, if you're not familiar with the games, it's basically a first-person action-adventure game. There's a really strong emphasis on melee combat um and basically surviving you know zombie hordes so um Mm. what was really interesting about the first one i don't know if you guys ever played it um it was set on a fictional island off the coast of papua new guinea of all places and (laughs) it always sticks with me i think why of all places i think it was what's wrong with uh we've got listeners in papua new guinea Guinea. we've got a strong listening base there well i'm not going to offend them i was just yeah i was just saying sit there we won't have anyone left yeah that's it that's it well hang on maybe you'd be but it was set on this fictional island off Papua New Guinea and it was basically like this five-star hotel resort and this game always sticks true in my mind because it used to all what I remember because it was in a location so close to Australia there was so many poorly voiced Australian actors and actresses in this game so it was like they hired all these Americans to basically voice Australians and it just made for some of the most hilarious cutscenes ever so you can just imagine it's like you know really intense you know zombies banging on the door and then you've got old mate he's like bloody hell mate we got to get out of here these zombies are going to oh bloody get us struth you flaming idiot we can't go out there like all the cutscenes were like that which was hilarious but i think that what made just like me. that's exactly right they were just so over the top and just yeah the most ocker aussie accents of all time which which was hilarious but the game had just fantastic melee combat which so, was, which is great fun so they chucked in a bit of uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah all these weird, yeah, Australian accents. I'll um, I'll show you at some point. It's hilarious. Right. But I mean, this game was so much fun. It, I think, it's the the point of difference that this game had when I think of you know some zombie type games that are kicking around now, like Dying Light, and you know some of the other ones. You think like Daisy, and even like um, The Last of Us. It it's set in like a very vibrant sort of happy beach setting whereas a lot of those games are you know sort of a bit more the world's gone to shit and it's sometimes has passed so you get this weird mismatch of this horror game in a holiday type setting where things are unfolding like straight away and so yeah like i said great melee combat just so many great scenes of just going around and kicking sort of bikini clad zombies off off cliffs and decapitating them and stuff like that so yeah it sounds like we're going to hear more in the not-too-distant future, and 
there's some promising signs that we might see more about this early next year. So we'll wait and see. If you've uh, if you're a fan of the original game and Dying Light, I think this one will be um, one to look out for because I think the the Los Angeles sort of setting would be a lot of fun as well. Mm. Mm. Nice one. Nice Did you guys one. ever play um, Dead Island, the original one, or maybe Dying Light or any of those games from Techland? No, I can't say that I have, but. No. Uh, Ah, oh, look, might be nah. might be time to uh, dig back into the archives and uh, have a look. Go way back, yeah. Twenty eleven, I think the first game came out, and there was a few adaptations, but yeah, that was the main one. The f- the first one was the biggest one. So there hasn't been a Dead Island two yet. No. So the game came out twenty eleven, and then they had I think it was Dead Island Riptide, which was a it was like a standalone expansion sort of DLC type game, um, mm. and then I had they had a couple of other ones which maybe. Oof, I never played them. I think they might have been mobile or something. And then, yeah, like I said, 2014 E3, they showed that trailer of Old Mate running down the beach in Los Angeles, and then yep. it's been radio silence for about eight years. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. But I think, um, yeah, like I said, Techland developed the first game, and then for whatever reason, I think one or two different developers have had it cracked, and now I think Dan Buster's studios have got it. Um, and so hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll be able to get something out, but we, we shall see. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Mr. Fergus. Uh, Casey, what what have you got for us? What uh, what news is coming out from uh, Mr. Miyamoto? From the Nintendo Land. Yes, we. Um, what were you going to say, Simon? I, I was just going to say uh, that's a little bit incorrect. Mr. Miyamoto <laughs> didn't didn't develop this game. Okay. Well. Uh, oh, this shit I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> please continue, uh, Casey. Awesome. Yeah, I've got Mr. Correction here. No, right, um, yep. I was just going to have a quick chat about a game that we bought oh, two nights ago, Kirby's Dream Buffet. Now Ooh. this is a digital only game mm. on the Nintendo Switch, um, and Kirby's. it's it's a very similar vibe to Full Guys that I've talked about. Pardon? Mm. Oh, oh, I was just saying Kirby's oh, Dream sorry, Buffet. Don't jiggle, jiggle, it falls. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle for sure. What uh, what's being <laughs> served much. up uh, in this Dream Buffet? Tell us. Yeah, so the Dream Buffet, it's sort of a side, a little side game. I think it costs, what, $22? 22 yeah. yeah. Yeah, about $22, so I didn't have high hopes. And it's a it's a very, yeah, full, like I said, it's very similar to Fall Guys. So it's a, it's a either a couch co-op game or an online multiplayer game. Oh, sorry, not co-op, but like you can play against each other. I'll play, play. Yeah, okay. On the couch. It's, but There's I'm another playing... correction now. I'm going to be the Earl of Corrections tonight. <laughs> the Earl of <laughs> Corrections. Um, <laughs> yeah, so pretty much it's just you play these like little tiny mini games where Kirby's just rolling and rolling and rolling. You can collect different upgrades for him. So um, you turn into, yeah, I'm trying to think of the one that picks up all the strawberries. Tornado. The tornado. You can pick up a tornado copy ability similar to the, you know, original Kirby games where you have these copy abilities, but they only last a tiny little while and you're pretty much racing. Some of them are racing to the end and you have to collect as many strawberries as you can. And the whole idea of the game is to become the fattest Kirby that there is. So <laughs> nice. pretty much you just have to, the game is eating as many strawberries. So, you know, one one race is, you know, racing to the end. The other one is trying to jump into teacups and grab the strawberries. And, yeah, it's like a very similar to 
yeah, Fall Guys where you just keep progressing each level and you get to the end and um, it reminds me a little bit of Mario Party where you ne- you don't quite, like, you can see who's the most gigantic Kirby but then you get sort of whoever hovered the most gets more points and whoever did this gets the more points and it could change the, the mm. winner that way. So, yeah, I, I played a bit. I, I, wasn't, I didn't love it when I first played it. It was a bit janky but... We pl- I played it again tonight and it was actually quite fun. It wasn't as glitchy, not glitchy, um, laggy, laggy as it was the other night. And I mm. won, so now I like it. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So there you go. But yeah, it's re- and it's really cute as well. It's a whole world of pretty much food. Like there's a one with bacon bridges and there's tomato and hamburgers. It's not just sweet food. And, and like you bounce on egg yolk. Bounce on egg yolk. stuck in butter. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a re- yeah, it's chocolate fountains that you can fly up and it's just a really, and it's quite quick and fast paced and it's, I, I, I quite enjoy it. It's fun and you can, you know, you win, you collect. What I won tonight and I got a costume that I can change into where it's just Kirby with a hamburger on its head. <laughs> wow. Like, nice. Can it get much better than that? No, it can't. So no, it doesn't sound like, like that. I give it seven discerning gamers out of ten for the moment. Okay, well, that's, a, that's a good wow, score. That's, uh, good score. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's so, a good score. Uh, yeah. Money well spent by the sounds. 22 what bucks. Do you, what do you think, Simon? I'm with you. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, I went into the I went into buying it straight away thinking that it was going to be a lot of fun as well. And it's just a, a, a bite-sized... Just lovely little thing, and uh, you know it, it. It is what it is. I hope that they have a little bit more support for it and add in maybe some different game modes into the mix because I can see how it would become pretty, pretty same same pretty quickly. But having said that, um, I mean, Fall Guys is pretty well same 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 same. So, and that's fairly successful. Whereas this actually, like Casey said, has those power ups in it. And they're all distinctively Kirby, but it's like a chocolate bar is the rock, and you know the cupcake is the tornado, and it's just but and a donut is a wheel, you know it's just, right. it's cool. Like um, I, I just I I really like it, and I think that it's just Kirby is the perfect character for it. It's and a fun little game to just pick up, just if you have a spare ten minutes at the end of your night or something like that, just pick up for ten minutes and have a bit of a play. And yeah, and, and I love how there's a little um sort of Easter egg in the game. I think it it feels like it's an Easter egg where there's two gloves that drive the whole thing and it's a bit of an it's a bit of a throw to um smash bros i feel because um it's like the master hand in smash brothers and it looks just mm-hmm. like it and he like mm-hmm. he's picking you up with tongs and throwing you off the map sometimes <laughs> and like he does the one two three at the start and clicks his fingers and away you go and so it's it's really cool i like that little sort of tie into the fact that you know it's a it's a how game and everything and and how and Sakurai did, you know, the master hand all the way back in um, the Nintendo but, but Yeah, I just hope people play it for a while because I just feel like if people don't play it anymore, then it's it's pointless really because mm-hmm. it relies on that multiplayer online. All I know is that I like to play Dr. Mario on my 3DS and then no one in the world was playing it and it would take me about 10 minutes to match with someone overseas. So, they, so yeah. as long as it takes to match with somebody on uh, Overwatch, which is half the night. Well, uh, hang, hang on. Battlefield 2042. <laughs> Emotional damage. Come on, Fucking mate. Blizzard in that fucking game. I tell you, <laughs> I, I like Overwatch, but don't make me sit in a queue for longer than I'm playing in the game. That's just fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, get out. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Fair well, enough. Anyway. Sounds like a winner. It's been a good year for Kirby. 
Yeah, yeah. Big. It has. They've really pumped him up, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> he's hungry. So, so is Kirby a, a, a boy then? I always thought it yeah. was a girl. Oh, is he? Oh, really? No, I always thought Kirby was a bloke. Kirby is a bloke. Or it's a thing. It's a, it's like Ditto. It's and just they call whatever him he. you... It's oh, a, it's they a do. He. Yeah, he's, he's not non-binary. He's, it's, it's him. It's Kirby. Okay. So he, if you went onto his Instagram... It would say Kirby, him, he, like with a slash, and then say like into sucking things up with my mouth, um, into I, puffing I didn't, out my chest and flying. I into didn't uh, notice that he had a penis uh, at any point, Simon. Sorry? I didn't notice whether he had I, a penis uh, at any point in the uh, Kirby games, but... Uh, I've seen penetration in a Kirby game. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Way to just like ruin a beautiful Kirby game, Dream Buffet. Hey, Joel started it. He mentioned the penis. Well, you know that's, that's oh, how it always starts, uh, Simon. But uh, well, uh, moving on from from the penis, uh, we have we have uh, some DG exclusive news. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. We don't even know nice. what this is. Yeah. Take it away. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No. Are you ready? Yes. It's all fake news. <laughs> it's phony stuff. It didn't happen. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> open your ears. Open your limbs. Um, open your legs. Uh, look, I have an exclusive. You haven't seen this in the news because this is some of the most amazing stuff I this week wrote to Nintendo in during one of my breaks because I was okay. uh, I felt like I had to write to ask some questions about um, the state of Nintendo Switch and what's happening with it. Well, we do and know. I got a reply. Nintendo are very um, receptive when they get uh, you know uh, messages from from anyone here at the Discerning Gamer Podcast. You know, they yeah. Uh, well, just like that time a few years ago when I wrote into you know Intelligent Systems about Doctor Mario, not Doctor Mario, Paper Mario, and I got a reply. And this week, um, and this is going to blow you guys away. Are you ready for this? this what Tell are us. You talking about this is real. Tell us. Um, so Nintendo. And get this. Oh, I can't. Go! Nintendo are basically, and this is the response that I got to the email that I sent, planning on shrinking the size of the Nintendo Switch box in order to fit more on aeroplanes. Now, fucking no dick. I've been in a butthole since this guy feeds on radiation. <laughs> You're, you're joking, aren't you? What's going on? What Run are you that. saying? I don't know. What I'm saying, saying that uh, I get, I get that this week. Look, this week. Let's be no, honest. No, what are you no, saying? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so Giles talked about the Skywalker saga. You've talked a little bit about Kirby. Ferg's brought in some real news. Um, <laughs> fuck all happened this week anywhere. And so the best news that I could get for anyone is that Nintendo is shrinking the size of the Switch box because they want to send out more Switches 
I was actually excited 20%, for some... 20%, ladies and gentlemen. So when you go to buy your Switches now, fucking forget about it. You can fit that. You can fit 12 in the boot of your car if you're driving with a Hyundai <laughs> XL, maybe even more. Um, so there you go. That's my... <laughs> is, that, is that real news that's real news that happened this week um and this is the thing that bugs me about this news is the reason why i've done it the way that i did it and i've led you all on a little bit is because i'm i'm walking around youtube just to for shits and giggles just to get my rocks off during the night and <laughs> every tom dick and youtuber is commenting on how Nintendo is shrinking the size of the Switch box so they can so they're, they're decreasing their wastage by twenty percent and 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 fitting more onto airplanes for the holiday season. And look, all I want to say is the Earl of Emotional Damage is who gives a fuck at all? <laughs> Emotional damage. <laughs> but in real news that everyone cares about is that Wave Race 64 yeah. is now available on Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass. I, I did see that. And I'm this close, and by this close I'm talking a bee's dick away, and I got that, that phrase from Joel. Um, I'm a bee's dick away from subscribing to the Expansion Pass just to play Wave Race. Mm. Has anybody else Can, here played Wave Race apart from me and loved the shit out of it? Oh, mate. That's an OG N64 absolute classic. Mm. Oh, my gosh. that's Yeah, it's a great game. You've got it on the, the Wii that you bought off me, mate. You could, you could literally play it right now without having to pay a cent. Yeah, I'll have to go and get air in a can and clean all the dust out of it, though, JB, before <laughs> I get to play it. Okay. <laughs> can I? Well, it sounds like that's that's all the breaking news that we've got. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to lead you all on like that. I, I know that it just I led you down a rabbit hole, but <laughs> fuck me, that just made me feel like what it, what is even the point in reporting something like that? And so I had to do it. It was a bit of a... Um, sort of like an anti-revolutionary report just because it's shit. Well, <laughs> basically, you heard it here first. Boxes, it's eh? all fake news. <laughs> it's phony stuff. It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Wave race. Yeah, I saw that news Wave as race. well, Simon. Maybe we'll hold this for... We won't get into it now, but I'd love to because I saw that news as well and I thought, Wave race, man, I'd love to jump back in and play that. I don't have um, the Switch Online membership plus or whatever it's called. And um, um, maybe we'll do it next week. Maybe that can be my topic of conversation. We'll have a bit of a yeah, ch- chat about, you know, obviously Game Pass is number one. PlayStation are coming in at second. What do we? How do we feel about the Nintendo? But maybe we'll park that one. We'll have a chat about that next week. Where do they stand in the thick of things? We'll save that yeah, one for because, next week. I mean, with a lot of their retro games, they offer online support for them, which is really cool. You know, you can play online multiplayer for a lot of these games now, which I, th- I think is probably one of the biggest grabbing points, along with the the fact that when you're playing in in single player you can do you know you can stop them and go back and stuff like that and you can have safe points halfway through the game so you can play it a little bit more at leisure because these games obviously haven't aged that great except for wave race that just still mint to this day um but i'd i'd be interested just to play this game online with people um because i mean when when we were growing up that was I just remember all of us having so much fun with this game. And, um, I mean, Joel, you're married to my sister and we all know my brother. And not not any of them 
are particularly super duper gamers. But this game as well, when we were kids, it was something that I think we all synonymously loved. And that's like some of my favorite gaming memories come from us just sitting around playing way race and finding out all these different mm, um secrets that there were and, yeah. in it you know like how you could ride the dolphin and yeah and all the different shortcuts that were in the game as well um Ooh. it was just unreal and you know like uh there was yeah it's just it, it's just so many good memories for that game and so for that alone i just feel like i want to play that in high definition on my big fat tv Ooh, not yeah. on joel's weed <laughs> now you're talking baby <laughs> <laughs> turn the lights down yeah. Wave race and full high definition. Fantastic. Fantastic. Before you slip it into that game. Oh, baby. Blow that car- blowing that cartridge. <laughs> but both both forms. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck up everything. All right. Well, uh, that's probably a good stepping off point, I think, uh, from the, uh, the old news on... Uh, Nintendo and their uh, enormous box. And their box. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe it's a, a good time for us to jump into our uh, patented uh, novelty segment. So uh, here we go. We're. Uh... This week That's we're looking at uh, <laughs> games we wish we had amnesia so we could go back and play them again for the first time. Uh, so this this was a this was a tricky one. It was a bit of a head scratcher to, to come up with uh, with something because there's so many good games that I'd love to go mm. back and play again for the first time. But uh, anyway, what we might do is we'll we'll kick it off with with Casey uh, C Mac. Uh, what what game or, or what game series do you wish you had amnesia for so you could play it again for the first time? Yes, I've actually changed mine from what I thought I would do and I would love to forget and to replay It Takes Two by Hazelite Studios that we played, what, a couple Ooh. years ago? It Takes oh, Two. That game. The ball's hardened. Fantastic. <laughs> talk, sure. us, talk us through It Takes Two for those who may not have uh, had the pleasure. Yeah, well, It Takes Two was a was game of the year, actually, and it's mm. a couch co-op pretty much. Mm. You, you have to play it but with someone next to you. You can play it online, but yeah, you, it's better to have a friend. Um, and it's just the most incredible game where you just play – as oh gosh, I'm trying to even remember. Guy and girl. A guy and girl, yeah. So they're they've been shrunk. They're divorcing. <laughs> they're uh, a husband and wife, and they've been shrunk down to these tiny little characters. And they're well, they're not divorcing. They're separating. And pretty much, you have to work your way through this co-op game. Work with each other in order to try and figure out how to become bigger again. And the game was anything couch co-op for me and Simon is just a yes for us. We just play it immediately. And the Hazelight Studios who made this made another game called it, uh, A Way Out, which is two p- prisoners trying mm. to escape from a prison oh, where we okay. couch. And yeah, that was incredible. We loved oh. that so much. When we saw this game, we're like, yeah, well, immediately, yes, we're going to buy it. 
and we didn't expect how much we would fall in love with this game to the point where I was sad as I was playing it because I knew we were getting towards the end. It was going to finish. Everything about that game, every it was so stunningly visually beautiful. It had that many different gaming techniques and aspects and and genres in it you know they had like side scrolling bits and they had shooter and flyer bits it's just everything about it every twist and turn it, it was perfect it was a perfect game I've never played such a perfect game in my life <laughs> I, I I it finished and you know the story the only thing that was lacking was the story I was a bit <laughs> give yeah. or take but the journey of playing it and the just just experiencing that i can't get that back because if i play it again i i kind of i know what to expect i know there's going to be this genre thrown at me or you know there's going to be this and there's that and we kind of know how to do it again and mm. yeah it's just funny as i was playing it I, I remember thinking at the time wow i'm never going to experience this for the first time again mm. so yeah it was mm. when i thought about your the novelty segment I originally thought about Zelda and then I thought, no, you know what? It's definitely, it takes two. It was that perfect of a game. And I think it's going to have to be like a good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to have to be a good 10 years or so for me to try and get a bit of, you know, old person amnesia and then I'll, I'll replay it again. No, I, <laughs> I, I think, second year uh, yeah. on that, that, that game is a masterpiece. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, such a, an amazing mixture of different gaming mechanics all coming together. Um, yeah, uh, oh, I, I yeah. played through the whole thing with my daughter and um, we both really, really loved it, especially that yeah. bit where you're uh, on top of the castle and you have to try and dismember the girl's toy elephant. Uh, yeah, that was and, a bit rough. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, yeah, unnecessarily... <laughs> Violent in a non way. Bit of a stressful way, thing to play but, with an eight-year-old, um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. JB, have you played a way out? No, I haven't. Mm. Or Ferg, have yeah. you even yeah. played a way out? But see, I've I've played a way out, and I absolutely love that game. I haven't played It Takes yeah. Two, so. Yeah. <gasps> oh, you haven't even get around played to it. it. You mm. are so lucky. Yeah, in my mind, um, Joseph Fares can do no wrong. He's mm. like um, the most passionate and incredible game creator and i think he has so much respect and care for for us as players we'll have and to leave joel a way out yeah you're gonna play a way we've out we've got it on we've got a physical um, copy which apparently is quite rare of a way out yeah. instead of that not many so no that. selling that at cashies jb i know mm, there's one around a, the um, from you guys it's a great concept <laughs> stuff there before. it's a great concept <laughs> for a two-player co-op game as well you're it's basically prison break you're two blokes working together to get yeah. out of out of prison, you both got two different motives. I think you'd really enjoy that one, JB. I, mm. I loved it. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the only criticism I had on that game was that it, it was very short and, you know, the greediness mm. in me would have loved to have played it for another five, ten hours. So. And, that's where they, and that's where they really excelled and it takes two, like, as much as I loved it, like, as much as I didn't want it to end, it didn't end for a while. It was a very long game. It was very <laughs> drawn out, but I loved every minute of it, so yeah. I didn't care that it, it took ages. It didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome. Definitely though. not, like, because that's... it was so fun, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I haven't so played A Way Out, but I, I have played the title that they developed before A Way Out called Brothers, um, which was oh. a, a mobile platform game, but... Um, basically, on, that's on PlayStation too. Oh, okay. Well, I, I've yeah, seen that. yeah. I, I played it on iOS, but um, 
that that was a great game. Really, really good um, story. And you had you control each of the two brothers, and and you've got to sort of get each of them to do certain tasks so that you can get through to the end of the level. So it's it's quite a mm. that was quite a cool game as well. So the the guys the guys and girls at uh, Hazel Light have been doing a brilliant job. For ages. Oh, I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, I know I've already done it, but uh, for you, um, Hazel Light, uh, that's for yeah. uh, It Takes Two. What a brilliant game. Haven't, haven't, Legends of the industry. Haven't met or heard anyone uh, have a bad word to say about it, uh, about mm, that game. No. Mm. Ferg, yep. what have you what have you got for us? What do you want to play again for the first time, mate? Uh, what I would love to play again for the first time for a couple of different reasons, two major reasons. But the game I've picked is The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Ooh. He's pulling his cock out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Talk us through Skyrim oh. and, uh, <laughs> for the 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 people that may not uh, may not know what it's all about. I mean, who? I mean, if you don't know the Elder Scrolls series of games, you've probably been living under a very big rock. But um, yeah, so the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, probably for two things. So when I think about wanting to erase the history or the memory of this game, it probably comes down to two things. So probably the first part is is the actual build up to actually getting and playing the game. So um, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion, which was the game before, um, was the first game that I ever played in the series. And it was actually the first game that I ever owned on Xbox 360. Um, so when I picked up my 360, I bought Call of Duty 2, which I was over the moon about. And in a throwaway bin, there was, um, yeah, Oblivion for, I think it was like $30. So it must have been out for a while. And yeah, it was in, I got it at Harvey Norman. It was in the, you know... You know, they used to have a basket full of just random crap that they just were trying to flog off for nothing. <laughs> yeah. It was in that basket. So that's where I found it. I was like, oh, I'll treat myself, get another game. Yeah, why not? And it was a bit of a slow burn, that one. I played it at the beginning and it didn't really, I didn't really like it, but I went mm. back to it and I tell you what, I fell in love with that game uh, head over heels and I would have played, I played all the expansions. I would have put at least probably 150 hours into this game all up with a couple of different runs. Wow. So when Skyrim was announced, I was absolutely chomping at the bit. So, you know, being the pre the prince of pre-orders, I pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered the full-on collector's edition and it was actually only in Moving House in the last month that I stumbled across half the stuff that I actually got with it, which is sitting over there, JB. It was oh, like okay. this, there was a leather-bound book and there was like the full... 300 odd page walkthrough and it came with all this cool stuff and the game was supposed to and I always remember it was supposed to release on the 11th of November which was a Friday in Australia and I remember on Thursday afternoon I got a text message from EB Games at about 3 o'clock saying your game is here ready to be picked up and so I I left work early rushed down to EB Games and what had happened was Someone at a, I can't remember, I think it was a Target or a Harvey Norman or something, started selling the game a day early. And once that basically happened, the FUD gates were open for all retailers to sell it. And I remember at the time, it was this massive deal, like all over the world, everyone was reporting like, all the crazies down in Australia are releasing Skyrim a day early, they've lost their mind and all this sort of stuff. So... I picked it up early on a Thursday. I stuck it in my Xbox and it downloaded an update and a patch all night with my super slow internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I woke up the next morning on the Friday at about four o'clock to play it for two hours before I went to work. And then that weekend, I just I just played it. So that whole thing 
leading up to it was just a crazy whirlwind, which I'll never forget, which I'd love to go through again. And just the anticipation and getting the game early and just how excited I was. But, you know, the actual game in itself, I think Skyrim's got one of the best sort of introductions to a game of all time. You know, you sort of, you wake up in the back of the cart and the cart's sort of neandering its way down through the valley and you're sort of like, you know, what am I doing? Who are these people that I'm with? And, you know, just before you get the uh, guillotine to lose your head, all the dragons fly in and the game just starts off just better than any other game I think in existence. Just that beginning and opening to a game is so great. And then obviously once you get into it, it's a fantastic game. I don't need to harp on about it, but just just one of the best open worlds I think that we've ever seen in a video game. Just so interesting, you know, so many varied environments, the caves, the mountains, all that stuff. To get back into that world and revisit for the first time, I'd love to just forget it and do it all over again. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's a fantastic game. I can't believe it's been out for uh, nearly 11 years coming up since it was released. So. And it's been re-released on that many different platforms. Nintendo Switch, I I, I own it on and Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. It's Bethesda's bloody GTA Five, isn't it? Pretty much, really. But just one of the greatest, <laughs> yeah. One of my favourite games of all time, and I'd love to just have no memory of it and jump back in for the first time. Brilliant. Well, uh, for for you, Skyrim. Well done. Well done. Simo, what have you got, mate? Here I am. Well, look when. The first time I got a job, a job after acting school, which actually you helped me get, Joel. I remember you driving me down to the Strand. You found me the job. I went in there. I handed him a resume. I got the job. I started earning some money. I, I moved into a house in the beach, and I bought a red PS3 um, when the PS3 was right at the end of its life. And so there was just a multitude of games that I'd never played on it. And I bought this red PS3, and it came with Bioshock Infinite. Wow. And a game, a, a, look, I'd never played. <laughs> oh, sorry. I better, better let you put up the bloody. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, look, when when I basically, I, I, I picked up this PS3 and I, I got Bioshock and I'd never played a Bioshock game. Um, and this was kind of, you know, this is a big deal for me because it was the first console apart from my 3DS that I'd bought in a long time because I just I played yours at um, yours and Beck's house and and um, I found that I was really enjoying some of the games on it so I wanted to kind of keep that going when I was living by myself and I figured that um, I'd get into it and see what it was all about and see what all the fuss was about and. I mean, having having never even had an un, a clue of what the game was, it just blew me away from start to finish. Um, the air of mystery, the um, the twists in the game, and also just the narrative throughout it, and the, and the very little bits of detail that are pasted through those games um, is absolutely magic and. I just – that is one of those games that I wish I could go back and play again without knowing anything about it mm. um, simply because um, there is so much care and detail put into those games and the gameplay hook is incredibly satisfying. Uh, the combat's satisfying. Um, the way that the story is delivered to you is equally as satisfying. 
And um, I just, yeah, I just love it. Do you I know love what, it to death. Do you know what's funny? I'm not a, I, when I, I, I'm still not a huge first person shooter player. I, I don't enjoy him at all. And when Simon was like, you should play this game. And I was like, nah, I, I don't like it. He's like, nah, play it. It's a very, very first person shooter that I played. And I freaking loved it. And I used to play it on my own. And like, so that's a big thing. Like, usually back then I need coaching and I loved it. I thought it was impeccable. Then I tried to play number one and I was like, nice. Or number two, too scary. Can't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, number three was just beautiful. Yeah. Bioshock Infinite. Who cares? Is que vous (laughs) No. Mais je te crains toi. This is one of my favorite parts in that game um, <laughs> is when <laughs> that, that French, oh my God. Um, where's the Arnie sound effect where he says I'm going to come in? What am I listening to? Uh, I, I, I don't know, but I think it was meant to be something from Bioshock, but uh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the big bird um, or the big daddy. Um, but anyway, th- there's this bit in the game where um, a song called Shake Sugar Replays. And, I'm um, the one that told you about this, actually. Yeah, because I, I didn't... I think I, I texted didn't... you while you are at work and I said, oh, my God, the most incredible part just happened in this game. And you're like, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and I can't even remember the what name part? of the singer of that song. What oh, is it's a... just it's just a singer on the side of the road. I like mm-hmm. all the craps going down. I think, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's like you make it to the you make it to where the the revolutionary people are right after you land on the beach, and you go to the city where all the revolutionaries are. And um, there's a girl who's sitting on a crate or something. Yeah, just a really young and little girl. And it's it's a young little girl, but it's just um, just the exact same song. Song, but oh, I need to figure out what her name is. That's all right. Um, yeah, look at that. Wow. No, I gather um, that's not the song. Oh, Elizabeth Cotton. Elizabeth Cotton. It oh, is yeah. the exact song um, sung by Elizabeth Cotton, and it's as if this little girl singing it. And um, amongst all of the chaos that's happening in the game, it's just it's one of the most magical moments. And there are so many moments like that. You can either choose to the stay there and listen to the whole song, or you can. I think I accidentally shot her, which was awful. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Accidentally. Like accidentally. Shoots a kid just oh my God. singing. No, I think I was listening and I was relaxed my finger on the controller and I think I shot her in the- You're fine. It was awful. Yeah. But, you know, was very sad. That kind of moment happens, you know, towards the start of the game as well when, like, God only knows the barbershop yeah, quartet is doing it up on a blimp, yeah. you know. Mm, just yeah. like, oh, so you, good. you're singing a nice song for us, are you? Well... <laughs> <laughs> I still feel bad about it. That's what eight years later, nine years later after playing it, I still think, Far out, I killed that beautiful song. Yeah, if you haven't played Bioshock, uh, oh, Infinite, she's, she's it, still alive. <laughs> now. Oh, C-Max on the warpath. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. People will give me a lot of shit for saying this, but it's the best in the series. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah. It nails both kinds of tones really well. It's got the light and the dark and all of the juxtaposition of the tones works so well. It's miles ahead of one and two. If you haven't played it, play Bioshock Infinite. Do it. For it. sure. For mm. sure. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, the... Uh, <laughs> 
There's uh, there's a game that I wanted to <laughs> one that I wanted to talk about, uh, and uh, the one that I'm I'm thinking of is is Half Life Two. So uh, surprise, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> now, Half-Life 2 um, combines shooting, puzzles, and storytelling and adds features such as vehicles and physics-based gameplay which weren't part of Half-Life number one. So players control Gordon Freeman uh, as he joins a resistance movement to liberate the Earth from the control of an alien empire called the Combine. So... It came out in 2004 and was developed and published by Valve uh, through Steam. Now, this is when Steam was pretty much in its infancy, so uh, the Sultan hadn't uh, That's it. hadn't uh, earned his stripes on there yet. But uh, <laughs> Half-Life 2 was created using Valve's Source Engine, which was developed at the same time as the game. And uh, still to this day, I believe an amazing game engine in terms of the physics and everything that they built into it. It was incredible. So development of the game lasted five years and cost $40 million. And Valve's president, Gabe Newell, set his team the goal of redefining the first-person shooter genre. They integrated the Havoc physics engine, which simulates real-world physics to reinforce the player's sense of presence and create new gameplay and developed the characterization with more detailed character models and realistic animation than pretty much any other game up to that mm. point. So um, uh, one of the, the big features of Half-Life 2, for anyone who hasn't uh, played it, uh, at one point in the game, you pick up a, a weapon called the Gravity Gun. Mm. And the, the big... Uh, I guess gimmick of the the gravity gun is you can use it to pick up objects which just sort of stay levitating in front of you like it's like the gun sort of lifting them off the ground and then you can blast them and and it fires the object at enemies at like you know the speed of a bullet or whatever whatever and just creates carnage so there's one particular scene where you're you're sort of walking through this old abandoned sort of town and uh, you, you come across like a woodworking shop and there's all these old saw blades sort of uh, up on the wall and just mm. discarded on the floor. And, and you pick them up with the gravity gun and you fire them at the, the enemies and it's like cleaving them in half, cutting off arms, legs, <laughs> heads, you name it. Like it was absolutely brilliant. And then uh, you also had um, the, the guy who created Gary's Mod, uh, which came out you know after half-life 2 and used the source engine and you could go in there and it was just basically like a sandbox you could drop in all different objects from the game and create like weird and wonderful things so like people would create like a bathtub put a whole heap of rockets on it and then sit one of the player models in it and then just like (laughs) launch it into the air and you'd see it go flying and the character be ragdolling all over the place it was um, (laughs) such a, a brilliant mod that that they did and I, that 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 mod was available and was being constantly updated for years and years after the actual game came out um but yeah half-life 2 what a bloody good game what a classic i'm gonna give you 
Ah, oh, nine, nine dissenting gamers out of I ten. Mean, you are fucking, you bloody, 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 you we got. Uh, oh, that was equally as effective. Old, old mates with the bloody fuck your bloody. Uh, um, well, uh, has anyone else played Half Life Two? Has anyone else? I, uh, no. Had the I pleasure? never played the games growing up. I actually bought them probably uh, a couple of years ago. I played the first one. I got about halfway through it. Haven't played the second, so it's on my to do list. I got to get back and get into that one. Um, Half-Life 1, I found, was all right. It probably doesn't hold up real good, being that it was released back in, I don't know, 90, whatever it was. doesn't quite handle quite as well. Um, I'm sure Half-Life 2 is probably a lot better. I reckon they did a remaster of it, though. Yeah, um, I don't don't know if I bought the remaster. I don't know what version I've got of the game, but I've played the first one, not the second one. Yeah. Definitely get into it if you haven't haven't had the pleasure. So... uh, (laughs) <laughs> well, that's about all the time we have for this week on The Discerning Gamer. I would like to thank, once again, the DG crew, Fergus, Fergamon, Hamilton. Thank you so much, mate. Thank you, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And I'd also like to thank Simon Steely McLaughlin. Thank you, Simon. Thank you so much for having me here with you just to smell the smells of the room and to be amongst you both. I just love you guys. Love it. He's the only (laughs) member of the DG crew with an insanely high power level. Tell me what his power level is. (laughs) It's over 9,000 hours. Hashtag fuck you up. So don't mess with me. And last but not least... Uh, the Nintendo Queen, Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, everyone. And if you want to reach, <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, <laughs> oh, sorry, were you expecting something a bit more, uh, Casey? <laughs> Fucking you, fucking you, bloody! Sweet. I love awkward silences after something. Thank you, everyone. And then it's just like, fuck. What do you say to that? All right. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. Thank you, Casey C Mac McLaughlin. (laughs) Awkward silences. That's, Thanks, everyone. Uh, yeah. That's epic. That's very epic. And uh, I was waiting for the fart again, but that's all right. I was... Yeah, well, I, I actually picked I the wrong. I thought it came with the fart. I, I thought really... it came with the fart too. <laughs> I thought it was a pre-planned fart. Because I was going to do a classic uh, John McLaughlin and just go, oi! <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, you did did next learn. week. Oh, did you, did you need the fart, did you? Yeah, I was going to say, Please oi! Please do it again. <laughs> There you go. Oi! There we go. <laughs> uh, if you oh, want to uh, reach out to us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, uh, you name it. Leave us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. 
And we will see you next week. See ya. Thank you. Will you see us? Will you hear us in your ear holes, in your mind? (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Lick it. I'm going to (laughs) come.